The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by 8 Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, welcome to another week of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. How are you? I hope you're doing well. My name is Steve Tiber. I'm the president and founder of an organization called Eight Days of Hope. The number eight in the Bible means new beginnings. And we have traveled the country for 17 years trying to be a new beginning for families uh, in need after natural disasters, rebuilding over 8,000 homes for free, all in the name of Jesus. And um, many leaders join us in this journey. Most of them are volunteers. And one of our very special volunteer leaders actually happens to be a board member as well as our co-host, Mr. Mike Fiella. How are you, Mike? I am doing great this morning. It is, <laughs> is good. always good to see you with that smile. On, and uh, where's, your, where's your cup of coffee? No, uh, dude, I've already had like three. I'm going to be working on number four here in a couple of minutes. But yeah, well, that's right. You're you're a 4 a.m. riser. <laughs> yeah, I, I was today, Mike. I really? was today. So today, as as you know, Mike, we're here in Western right. New York recording the show, uh, being heard across the country. Thank you to American Family Radio and WDCX for working with us. But today, Mike, uh, we saw hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of volunteers Exciting. from around the country mm-hmm. come to Buffalo for our one-off project called yes. Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. An amazing start, an amazing day, beautiful weather. Right, Mike, volunteers from 30 states and two countries are here. God's going to move these next eight days. 30 states. 30. Idaho is here. Iowa is here. Texas. I mean, it's crazy. It, 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 you know, I was looking at the top five states today. Mm-hmm. Texas uh, is one of them. I got to remember them all now. Mississippi, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and somebody else out of nowhere, Indiana or somebody. It was great, though, to see all the nowhere. saints this morning, and they're smiling, worship and devotion. That's how we started the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's going to be a fun week. Well, how about the local churches, too? They're excited. They're involved. The the city's involved. They're backing us up. So go ahead. It's a little bit about that. I mean, No, no, no. I mean, you're right on. You're, you're right on, Mike. You know, one of the things we said, if we're going to do this one-off project, where we're going to help families in need in the city of Buffalo working with local churches and businesses is that they had to come on board. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I was in my office very early this morning, Mike, probably while, <laughs> I think maybe while you were sleeping, maybe wrong, I don't know. And uh, I, I, was count, I, was. I was counting the number of churches in Western New York that that are participating. And between the churches and businesses, we're somewhere between 60 and 70. Really? And where do 60 or 70 businesses and churches come together for an outreach? I mean, that just doesn't so, happen. Explain a little bit about the, well, we know what churches do, but business. How does the business get involved? What do they? Yeah, so we didn't see this happen. You know, when we started after Katrina uh, down in Mississippi, Bay St. Louis and Waveland, helping families rebuild, you know, most contractors after disaster, they're booked for like years, mm-hmm. you know, for yeah. years. Oh, yeah. And so they can't volunteer. They, they can barely breathe, let alone keep up. But what we noticed with this one-off project, and like mm-hmm. some of our safe houses that we do for those rescued from trafficking. Same we, thing happens, you know, We yeah. built houses around the plate, the country. We'll talk more about our August project in a minute. But contractors want to give back. And so we've seen eight roofing companies, mm. eight, eight, in Western New York join us this week. Eight days of hope. Yeah. Eight, eight, eight. That's a good Wait number. a minute. There's something there, isn't there? <laughs> There's something there. But what's going through your mind? I mean, you know, you, you grew up here. But to see people from around the country to serve, especially with what happened here in yeah, Buffalo, well, New York, about seven, eight weeks yeah, ago. You, you just that 
you know, I was just organizing some of the worship and the speakers uh, for the event, and that came up time and time again that as our volunteers come because of the tragedy that happened here in Buffalo, it, it's putting an extra emphasis on loving and serving and you know i'm seeing the community come come together after such a disaster as we have experienced but even before then the last time we did this there's just a a good vibe in the air of unity purpose working together people being helped that you know they're sitting in their homes and either their porches are non-existent or they need windows or some roofs too i mean that, oh that's you, you know the, the well you know the the, the height of some of these yeah, <laughs> homes some, in buffalo yeah but. some of these homes and i want to let people know around the country if you've given to eight days of hope in the past or have given recently none of those dollars are being used here in buffalo this is a one-off project and so we we've asked the local church local businesses to join up with us and so they're funding the entire outreach of eight days of hope so uh, the budget you know we're not taking monies from hurricane ida or elsewhere Right. Uh, it, it's a very unique outreach, and it starts today, day number one of eight days of hope. How Buffalo. do we keep this all straight? <laughs> we, that's it, Mike. How do you keep it? No, all we straight? don't. Neither we of us don't. keep it straight. I mean, the, before the show this morning, we were both like thinking in last minute. You know, there's so many things to do, right. and we're so imperfect. We can't remember the 148 things to do. And and I was telling the leaders yesterday, we're so hard on ourselves. Um, because we want to do things in excellence, mm -hmm. because our goal is to serve the volunteers so they have a great time. Right. But I was telling the leaders last night, um, we're doing this for Jesus. This is not about how good Steve's at his task, or Mike, or, or our right. guest today, Liz. We'll, we'll talk about her in a minute. But it's about what God wants to do through his people. And we do our best, and the best is off to a great start this morning. Mike, wait sure. to you hear these numbers. You like numbers? Uh, I'm ready for them. Come on, come <laughs> on, ready. come on. <laughs> I'm going to write these Mike's down. Mike's like, slow down. No more coffee. Man, you're pretty hyper this morning, man. I'm ramped, man. This is it. Let's go. Oh, you're on 10. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. 15 families are getting brand new roofs. 15 families are getting brand new porches. About 20 families are going to have their houses painted. Uh, some garages are going to be demoed that need to be torn down to save these families some money. We've never done this before <laughs> during an eight days old Buffalo trip, but there's a house uh, that is in housing court, uh, and a widow has nowhere to turn. She has no kids, no no siblings, and she gets fined just about every quarter. And a group of volunteers are going to put brand new vinyl siding on her Wait, house. She gets fined every. She she get yeah. So in the housing oh. court, not only in Buffalo but across the country, when when your house doesn't meet minimum standards, okay, okay. they they yeah. hold you accountable. But sure. unfortunately, some she widows. Can't do anything. She has she has nothing, mm. and she's so sweet. I was I was hugging on her the other day, and and she couldn't believe that she was getting brand new vinyl siding installed and. And to be honest with you, I was thinking, yeah, I don't. We've never done this in in, in Buffalo before. Actually, our rebuild trips, we've never done vinyl siding because that's that's a unique thing. So, really? um, some other things that we're doing, we're doing some plumbing work, some electrical work, some concrete work. Uh, it's going to be amazing. We can't wait for the next eight days. If you live in Western New York or Southern Ontario, know that you're represented strong. As of this morning, Mike, it looks like. This will be our largest outreach, largest outreach ever here in Buffalo, because we are tracking uh, over fifteen hundred people. Wait a minute, we're tracking Mike. Fifteen. Get ready, man. Get Five. ready. And, and 
poor David and the feeding team. You know, I told him the other day, I go, yeah, it looks like about 12, 1,300 people, which which is a strong size. And sure. then I go, yeah, it looks like 13, 1350, maybe 14. And this morning, I'm like, David, 1500 is a nice round number. Why don't we just focus on that for a while? I know why David has less hair than <laughs> I saw him last time. Anyway, no, they, but he does a great job, too. And, yeah, he does. Uh, it's just exciting. I mean, how did it grow so fast? I mean, last I talked to you, it was like about 12 or uh, yeah. maybe, maybe a little over 1,000, and all of a sudden, boom, 1,500 Well, people. I think what happened, Mike, you have so many grandkids, I think they all signed up, and our numbers went up <laughs> like 150 because you know how that guy, I, I know you and your posse there. Oh, and you're yeah. in church where you go to church. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Lovejoy. Go yeah. Lovejoy. Oh, I'm telling you. What was that, 38? Yeah, that, what 38. a strong number. Quick story. So last night, before we started, we, we wanted to take the leaders out to Niagara Falls from around the country. You know, our volunteer leaders, we just wanted to love on them. And we, we got them on the boat made of the mist. And Mike, <laughs> you're going to love this. So I go to the gentleman. So, you know, it's it's pricey. It's like $28 a person. There's oh, like 30 yeah. people. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, how do we, that's 700 bucks. And so I go to the guy at the counter. I said, uh, we got a group of 33 worth of eight days of hope. And the guy says, oh, okay, hold on a second. He brings a supervisor. I go, hey, buddy. I go, my name's Steve. I go i'm with eight days of hope we got 33 people he cut me off he goes i listen to you and mike every saturday morning really? oh my gosh oh really yeah i'm like you're the one that listens thank you so much <laughs> the only one in western <laughs> new york yes no, <laughs> no I'm kidding. he went on and on mike he just wanted me to give you a hug chuck i know you're listening because you said you're going to be listening from the maid of the mist tours in niagara falls he <laughs> cut us a sweet deal last night oh, i'm my. not gonna see over the air because i don't want to get in trouble but sure. uh thank you chuck for loving oh, on yes. us and we talked for a little bit and uh he, you know, he gave us, uh, he gave me a free pass. Oh, so he hey, said, Chuck. He um, said, he said, if Mike ever wants to go on the Maid of the Mist, ask for Chuck. I'm just going to say, Chuck, I have got seven grandkids, and we, we're doing tours this no, summer, and we're going to, no. hi, Chuck, my name is Mike, let's, let's connect. Yeah. Uh, but we're really excited. Hey, and today, let's talk a little bit about our guest. Today, I'm, I, I tell you what, do you mm. know, like, you have an instant connection with people, and there's yes. just something about them, mm-hmm. and, and this young lady, she's smart. Uh, she's a quick thinker. Uh, she's a doer, but she doesn't do just to do, if that makes right. sense. I mean, she's got a plan. She executes the plan. But today, Liz Abdallah, uh, who is the COO of an organization called Stormwise, Stormwise, Stormwise Foundation, uh, it was founded by one of uh, uh, an ex-board member of 80s Hope, Matthew sure. Topper. Yes. So if you travel the country and, and you know Topper, he helps out with worship and devotion. Sometimes devotion doesn't sing. Uh, <laughs> devotion sometimes. Uh, he's the one with the real cool hair, oh. uh, a little bit different than Mike's and I. Yeah, the hair is pretty pretty unique. He's had it for a long time. <laughs> pretty and, unique. Well, well, we, we walk. I, I I can't tell how many events we walked in and. Uh, everybody's talking in the room and this and all of a sudden Tapper walks in yeah. and it gets quiet. Yeah. <laughs> you're just looking at that hair. You know, it's cool though. So Liz is the CEO of Stormwise and they're in a unique uh, new organization. They're a nonprofit, just got their nonprofit status last week. And they were our partners when we did 80s Hope 17 in Laplace, Louisiana, helped 132 families rebuild their homes for free. And the logistics that go behind it, the case management is the key. Hmm. And Mike, wherever I go, and I talk to people about natural disasters, they've, I get asked probably 50 times, 100 times, mm-hmm. what is the biggest obstacle stopping people from, from the rebuilding process with volunteers and organizations like, like Eight Days of Hope? And mm-hmm. I always tell them it's case management. Okay. If you don't have the case management in line with the families in need, it's chaos. Mm. 
I mean, think about it. You go into a disaster, you know, and we go there right away the next day. That's eight right. Days of Hope. More information. Go to 8daysofhope.com. But we go right away, and literally within three weeks, four weeks, there's like 10 organizations with 10 different lists of 10 different lists of people who need help. Okay. And there's no coordination or very little coordination. And here's mm. why. Most communities don't even think about disasters until it happens. Okay. And people mean yeah, well. Sure. And, and, and they want to like do the right thing. Let's figure out who needs help and let's mm-hmm. help them. Well, so this organization, United Way is coming up with the list and Catholic Charities is coming up with the list and, and the UMCOR is coming up with the list and, and, and you know, uh, Salvation Army is coming up with the list and the city's coming up with the list and, and nobody knows the left and right what they're doing. And what, what Stormwise Foundation does is they really bring order to chaos. Hmm. And, and I'm really excited to talk to Liz. She's brilliant. And the cool thing about Liz is she came up here to help us get ready for the outreach this <laughs> oh week in my, Buffalo. Yeah. So if you're listening in Buffalo today, working on one of the families, uh, Liz um, is amazing. Meet her before you leave. Um, but she's with Stormwise. We're going to be talking to her in just a couple moments. I'm excited. I'm excited. I didn't know she was in town. I stopped at the venue, our, our home church, and this beautiful young lady yes. turned the corner and gave me a hug. I gave her a hug because we worked together in Laplace for the first time, and she's actually yes. helped put the spreadsheet together to help me get organized for Buffalo while she was still in her home hey, hometown. So Amazing. People, people don't know how many people are needed to help Steve and Mike do what we do, Mike. We, 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 always, we, we always sound good over the air, but yeah, it right. wasn't for the people around us. We, we, uh, we, we, oh, boy. We're, we're excited. Um, Thursday night, if you live in western New York, southern Ontario, and by the way, about 20, 25 of our Canadian friends are in Buffalo yes, this week. Yes, yes. Thank you. The border again is open. Praise God. But Thursday night, Ben Fuller, yes, who we yes. met in Laplace and is actually being, he's going to be at Kingdom Bound mm-hmm. uh, next week. He's uh, putting on a free concert for the volunteers at Elam Christian Fellowship Church. So mm-hmm. if you're in Western New York, Southern Ontario, and you want to check out uh, an up-and-coming Christian music artist, Ben Fuller, who we absolutely love. Great. Great guy. I'm he's funny. To him. Oh goodness. <laughs> he and a servant. He's well, he's funny. He's uh he's um he, for all those young ladies, he's attractive. No, no, I shouldn't I shouldn't stop that. Stop that. Um, no, and he's just a great a, just a great guy. What really. A gentle servant. heart. My family loves him and um Thursday night he's coming in now. Friday Chuck, just want to let you know there at Made of the Mist, we're sneaking back your way with Ben. <laughs> so so I might be asking for Chuck on Friday. Everyone's like, who's Chuck? Someone's driving down in the street in Iowa. Like, who's Chuck at the Made of the Mist? Yeah, but, what's but, the Made of the Mist? Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. Um, The other thing we're going to do today, as you know, Mike, we have partnered with 26 Christian music festivals around the country. Yes. And every week we try to showcase uh, somebody of a festival that's coming up in the next week or two. And today, we get a chance to interview Donna Russo, yes. a dear friend of yours and mine, oh, who is friend, the yeah. uh, CEO of Kingdom Bound, which happens uh, the 24th to the 27th here mm-hmm. in Western New York. So we're excited about that. But if you like Christian music, Christian music festivals, all the festivals that we are at this summer, including like three more in the next two weeks, are on our website at 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. Great lineup at all the festivals. I was looking, uh, you know, certainly at One Fest and the Kingdom Bound. And yes. Some of the similar uh, same artists, but uh, 
some new ones, like you said, Ben Fuller and some, you know, Skillet yeah. and, and uh, just oh, it, Tasha Layton and ooh. for King and Country, Toby Mac, Casting Crowns, all your friends, Mike. Yeah. We're all going to be here. We're all going to go out to lunch together when we're in <laughs> yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> now to- Toby's going to be on the golf course. If you don't golf, um, yes. Toby doesn't do lunch before he plays uh, a concert. He, he oh, plays I, golf I, before I, he plays. I remember the story. They're waiting for sound check. Oh yeah. Where was he? Where well, he's we're not going to go there today. No, okay. We're not going. Hey, when we come back in a minute, we're going to talk to our special guest, Liz Abdullah, with uh, CEO of Stormwise. Foundation, stormwisefoundation.org. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But hey, if you want to know more about the ministry of Eight Days of Hope as we rebuild homes for free after disasters, or our safe house ministry where we build facilities for those rescued from trafficking in August for four weeks, we're going to partner with the Tim Tebow Foundation and build one in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We'll tell you more about that in the last segment today. When we come back, we'll be talking to Liz I'm Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiala. Thank you for listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. Hi, this is Steve Tiber with 8 Days of Hope. Do you know the fastest growing crime in America and across the world is human trafficking? We're talking about millions of lives, even children. You know, I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take off its blinders and end this human tragedy. And this isn't only just happening in Las Vegas or New Orleans or overseas. This is happening right here in our backyards. You know, God has opened the door for us to partner with existing ministries across the country who are serving survivors of human trafficking. And for 14 days and sometimes longer, we take skilled volunteers, tradesmen and women, come together to help build or remodel facility for free to provide a safe place to get the emotional, physical and spiritual healing that survivors need. This year, we have projects around the country. We're going to be doing framing and drywall, painting, electrical work, and so much more. And so if you're skilled in a trade, please contact us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or for more information, go to the website 8daysofhope.com. 8 Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Feeling lonely, this world got a way of showing me. Some days it'll lift you up, some days it'll call you bluff. Man, most of my days I ain't got enough.
thou art with me. Little Toby Mac action for us on this beautiful Saturday here in Western New York. I want to thank some of our national partners like Our Savior's Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, we just love them and love Acadiana. They have multiple campuses. Been with us for about six years now, so give them a shout out. And also uh, Church of the Woodlands, the Methodist Church in Houston, Texas. One of our newest partners, our 18th partner. Mm-hmm. And as Mike, you know, our partners cover our fixed cost. So when you donate yes. to Eight Days of Hope, right to the front lines. Please listen. If you donate to Eight Days of Hope, mm-hmm. 100% of your donation, every penny goes to the front line helping somebody in need. So uh, you can donate online at 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com, or you can mail a donation that addresses on our website and our Facebook page. And I will give it to you again at the end of the show today. Thanks for joining us. Today, Mike, a special guest. Liz, how are you, friend? I'm doing well. Thank you. Now, it's Abdallah? Abdallah. Okay, I kind of messed it up in the beginning, I think, but it's early and... I'm tired after this start this morning of watching everybody jump up and down. I gave more high fives today. But Liz, thank you. Now, you, you're you from Louisiana. That's correct. But you don't have that Louisiana sound. What's up <laughs> I've with heard that? that before, actually. I, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but um, <laughs> we moved around a little bit, but mostly in Louisiana. So I don't know how I didn't acquire sure. a Louisianian accent. Well, well, Mike and I met you in Laplace, Louisiana, Easter week. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, a little bit before that, uh, 80s Hope 17, you know, 1,400 volunteers from around the country, and we met you. And, girl, you're like an all-star. <laughs> Thank uh-huh. you so much. I got to sit in on your intro, and hearing people talk about you in such kind words, it's oh. really uh, disconcerting, maybe, but wonderful. Thank you so much for saying all those nice things. Well, mm, you know, we, true, we, we know your boss, Matthew Topper. I should say boss. He, he doesn't use those words. I don't use the words. Your senior partner, Matthew Topper, <laughs> and we love what Stormwise Foundation does. And so before we get there, and I know Mike's got some questions about that because he's always intrigued about case management. He's never mm-hmm. told me that, but I know he is. Yeah, by, you, by your you looking. can tell. You can tell by looking at me. <laughs> it's yeah. in his eyes. <laughs> tell us a little bit about you, your family, where you live, and how you joined Stormwise. Um, I am, well, I was born in Louisiana, so native Louisianian. Um, went to LSU. Um, and went to LSU to become an architect. So I had a little bit of experience in construction field. Um, I am a mom. I have five children. They are, right, that's surprising, I think, when people meet me. My my kids are 7, 8, 10, 12, and 14. Oh, boy. So um, I've been busy for many years, and I would say that without my kids, I would not have, you wouldn't be calling me a superstar. Um, they are incredible, but they have they have trained me and they have taught me so much. Um, yeah, I think I'm very effective because of them. Um, I got started in disaster, I think, in Hurricane Harvey. First, I saw it when Katrina hit, um, but with Hurricane Harvey, I had the opportunity to run a distribution warehouse where mm. we um, distributed mass amounts of food and water to people of um, East Texas mm. and Lake Charles. Um, due to all the flooding that was incredible and it really um, I guess it sparked something in me where I saw that people could be we got to serve people which is incredible but we got to see volunteers activated because they came in and they did something they didn't know they could do 
Okay. So most people out there aren't running warehouses. They're not running inventories. They're not, they're not doing anything like that, but they want to help and they want to serve. And that's what eight days of hope is so good at is mm-hmm. activating volunteers that way and teaching them about skill sets, activating skill sets in them that they may not have known that they had which I think is beautiful. That's what uh, God builds us. He gives us gifts and he gives us talents and, and as leaders to be able to help people grow that in themselves and then allow them to apply it to their realms of influence. You know, it's such a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. So sure. um, I, I guess Harvey was my first disaster, real disaster experience, me serving and working in that. And then when Hurricane Laura hit um, in Lake Charles, which is where I live currently, Hurricane Laura hit and it destroyed my home. Um, So we, yeah, a very large tree fell through the house. Um, So we were evacuated for a while and I spent a lot of time with the Lord. And I believe he gave me time to spend with my family, which was beautiful. And he taught me a lot about how balance is important. But he also told me um, that when when we went back, when it was time to go back to Lake Charles, that it was going to be time to go. And so when we got back to Lake Charles, um, I went to my pastors. I was working in ministry at the time and had been for 10 years um, at, at my home church. But when I got back, my pastor said, we need to rebuild Lake Charles and we want you to be the one to do it. And I said, well, I can't do it by myself. Mm, sure. <laughs> not, not a big ask. <laughs> not right. a big ask. but um, Thousands of homes. Right, right. And, and by no means do I mean that I have done that. I have not. But God has brought incredible people into my life and partnered incredible agencies and, and community partners and people together to watch a lot of Lake Charles be rebuilt. And as you know, that area has suffered not just one disaster. It wasn't just Hurricane right. Laura. It was Laura Delta, and then it was a flood, and it was a freeze, and it was all of these sure. different things. So um, God has done incredible work there in bringing people together, and one of those people was Matthew Topper. So, um, And that's how I got to know about you guys. Mm. And, Mike, we were, we were back in Lake Charles after Hurricane Rita. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is going back, I, I want to say, uh, gosh, 2013-ish. We were there, and you know we've been back there multiple times. Yeah. As she was just saying, like it was, and you and I have talked about this on the air before. Storm after storm sure. after storm, and so thankful for what Stormwise is doing today, um, mm. Mike. And you've seen it right after disaster. There's mass chaos and there's confusion Absolutely. everywhere. Well. Liz, you've learned case management just with your five children, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> they have helped, for sure. So, and uh, I like the way you said they taught me how to do that, but how do you find, I, I see your passion, how do you find the time to get all of this done? Your family, five children, um, obviously, you, you, like all of us, we're hurting when we see the devastation around us. What, what are your first steps in pu- pulling that together? I think my first steps were from a ministry perspective. So at the time Hurricane Laura happened, which is where I really began engaging beyond the church in disaster kind of case management, I started with what I knew. Um, And in the church we did, um, we had done massive serve days and we had done, you know, you, you work with people who need extra help and so you've done benevolence applications and things like that. So I just brought those things together Mm -hmm. and kind of, um, built on what I knew and then sought out advice of people who had done it longer than I had. But Mm. like you said, um, Steve, I think many communities when they're faced with a disaster, they're at a disadvantage because they don't have what they need to start with. So what I have learned 
I can I can go on the ground and help people kind of start immediately, but many, many towns, many cities, many areas that are affected don't have that. Maybe they've been hit with a disaster before, and you referenced Rita that hit Lake Charles. Right. And so there was experience on the ground, but so often in disaster, the people who have the experience get burned out oh, on yes. the disaster, and then they don't ever want to touch another disaster. People don't realize major disasters, and again, good morning. Thank you for joining us in the Central Time Zone and out west. Good afternoon on the East Coast. Uh, Steve Tiber, Mike Fiello, and Liz Abdallah, who's uh, the COO of Stormwise Foundation. And, and a lot of people don't realize this, that, but major disasters like Harvey, Ida, Michael, the recovery isn't like six months or a year or two mm-hmm. years. You're talking anywhere between five and 10 years, depending on the resources available, where it is, do you get hit again? Because here's how the news cycle works. It's in the news, like Hurricane Ida right now. It happened literally, uh, what, on the anniversary of Hurricane Katrina on August 29th of last year. We were just in Laplace Easter week, just a couple months ago. We helped 132 families rebuild their homes, $3.1 million of work. And the world says, yay, and we're like, don't don't thank us thank god but know that we only touched about two percent of the families that need help there's still so much more to do there's thousands of families that need a roof there's thousands of families that need new flooring there's thousands of families that need cabinets and we as a people we're looking at the next shiny nickel you know we're talking about the inflation numbers and Mm -hmm. politics and 80s old buffalo and all these other things no one's talking about the need in louisiana and, and you know, because you live in Lake Charles, and we've had some discussions. Here we are, what, longer than a year out since all the hurricanes about trying to find a way to come back to Lake Charles and help. The need is real, Liz. Very much, very mm-hmm. much. Lake Charles, I mean, Hurricane Ida's uh, effect in the news was very limited, as any storm is. Even Mayfield is... is popularized as that was they still there's a life cycle to it Mm. and it's very limited but lake charles because um laura happened during an election and at the end of a another national disaster which was covid the the cycle was even shorter and so the funds Mm. and the resources were even less and the key is figuring out how to be very efficient with the resources you get and that's where case management can come in. And Liz was talking about Mayfield, Mayfield, Kentucky, during Christmas. Right. A couple of weeks before Christmas, Mike, if you remember, a tornado came through and not only devastated communities, but was it was a very deadly tornado. And, and you know, our volunteers, I think about 1,280 volunteers mm-hmm. went to Mayfield. Whenever you go to a disaster where there's been um, a, a loss of life, mm-hmm. especially the numbers we saw in Mayfield, there's a somber humbling time those four weeks people are excited and happy excited people are happy that volunteers are there to help them but there's a different feel and and we've seen that time and time again you know and and that's a testament to um the volunteers that was christmas week the week before christmas and they were coming out and what was the number in droves 1200 people 1200 we were there i think for 26 days almost four weeks about two weeks before christmas we told our leaders go home because your greatest ministry in your life is your own family go love on your family Uh, but it it was amazing to see the leaders that showed up for mayfield kentucky they went home for christmas and they turned a lot of them turned around came right back that's what what just that's the heart of a of a servant Mm. absolutely let's talk about case management Mm -hmm. so 
So someone's out there and they're driving down the roads in Georgia and Alabama, like, what's case management? So explain to the listeners why it's important to have an organized effort uh, gathering the data. It's very important that we appropriately utilize resources. If you, um, there are tons of people who need help and want help, and there are even people who may want help when they're not necessarily affected by the disaster, but we always wanna make sure that the resources that are provided are going to the people Mm -hmm. that are affected. And so um, case management is gathering the data on each applicant to be sure that um, that what they say is true and that they meet the parameters or the guidelines of the organization that wants to serve them. See, so often there are organizations that, that hit the ground that come in after a disaster and they have resource, they have money or they have volunteers or they, they can help rebuild. But they have, because of the donors or the sponsors for their organization, there are guidelines that they have to follow and making sure that they can access the people who fit those guidelines so they can serve them is very, very important. And that is often, like Steve said, the roadblock to getting people help. And it can take a long time mm-hmm. to gather that information and get um, reliable data together to get people to work, to get volunteers to work. One of the challenges we have, Mike, you know, we, we serve families. We've served over 8,100 families across the country. And, and don't again, this is about God moving through his saints. It's not about an organization or a person or a group of people. One of the things that you have to do before you work on somebody's house, you've, you've got to, I mean, it sounds so simple, but you have to make sure that they actually own the house. Mm. Okay. And then sometimes, you know, not we always check on this, but there are times that some people try to you know play little games out there. We live in right. you know this is the world it is. Right. Um, but we have to make sure that they own the home and they live in the home. So it's not they own home, they rent the home. Mm-hmm. We're not here to help out a right. homeowner. You know to you know we learned this after Katrina, Mike. We we worked on a house in Waveland, Mississippi, and um, we were brand new and we didn't sure. exactly know what we were didn't, doing. Didn't ask all the questions. No, we did because we didn't have a clue what we were doing, Mike. Sure. Right? Six hundred eighty-four yeah. people went. That was crazy. Um, smallest trip ever, but it was the craziest trip ever. Mm-hmm. But we were helping a lady, and uh, she said, my landlord uh, just told me he's doubling my rent. I'm like, what? Oh Your God. landlord? Come on. So then the light went on. Steve, you, you got to make sure you, people own the homes you're working sure. on, right? Liabilities. And so uh, sure enough, she was like paying. Now, this is back in 2005. So these rent prices uh, today would sound super cheap <laughs> with what's going on with the rent, right? <laughs> yeah. You own some properties. You know how this works. Sure. But I think it was like $400 she was paying to rent a house, and he was doubling it to 800 Oh, my. Come and on. so I had to call him mm. and said, hi, I'm Steve Tyver. I'm the founder okay. of 8 Days really? of Hope. And, you know, didn't know we were working on a house that you own that someone you were renting. We thought we were helping out a widow. Of course, we've learned from that. Haven't sure. made the mistake sure. since then. And, and he said, yeah, he goes, uh, yeah, you know, I've got to. There's no homes around here, and so it's supply and demand. And so in my very nice Christian but flesh way said, (laughs) I don't think that Fox News and CNN would love a story to tell about a gentleman who got free help, who doubled the rent on the widow because there's no place for the widow to go. come on, come on. And so I said, here's the deal, brother. For three years, (laughs) you got to guarantee your 
that that's what she's going to pay. And if, if so, we'll finish okay. the project. And so, I, I mean, I did soften up at the kinda end. Kind of brokered I, the deal there for But him. I think he kind of knew where I was going in the oh, beginning. Oh, my, and, and my, my. I don't know if I would have done it, but it sounded good. Well, it, yeah, so. like that, I would have been nervous. <laughs> so well, let me ask Liz, that mm-hmm. on this note here, what is the process to gather all this information so this stuff doesn't uh, doesn't happen? The process to gather information, I suppose, can vary from location to location. It depends on what information already exists when um, when people start. And okay. um, sometimes people start from a FEMA list. So okay. an area. So if we're talking about Stormwise's case management, um, we go to serve organizations. Whether it's an LTRG on the ground, long-term recovery group, which starts later in the process of disaster, or whether it's like an Eight Days of Hope who partnered with an LTRG. Okay. Um, and so the, the the data that you start with can be varied. Sometimes people have really great data to start with. Um, sometimes they have nothing. Sometimes they have a list of names and phone numbers, and that's it. So the process is either starting from what they've got and clarifying information. It can involve mass amounts of phone calls okay. and emails just yeah. to ask, ask people questions. Hey, do you still even need this help? Right. And if so... Do you meet these requirements? Are you the homeowner? Um, sure. You know, what other extenuating factors do you have? Um, was your home affected by disaster? Do you live in the home? All of those things have mm. to be asked. And then we start asking for documentation um, okay. just to verify everything. And then we go in and we do a construction assessment to see what needs might exist in that home. Sounds like you need a lot of folks to get that done. <laughs> it does require a lot of folks. But you know what's really incredible is, like I said earlier, is there are always people who are wanting to help. Yeah. And you, they just need to be shown how to sure, help. Sure. And so that's one of the things that we do at Stormwise is we want to educate community leaders on how to activate volunteers to serve their community. Mm-hmm. And there's so many moving parts, like you said, Mike. You know, I think about it. So you have organizations uh, that come in and and Liz that so so you know all the, you get all these lists and your goal is to try to get one list That's our goal correct. is to try to find one reliable list but there's so many moving parts because people get help from their family from business co-workers from the church from organizations and then no one documents that help That's right and one of the worst things you could do and we've led like 47,000 volunteers now around the country help families rebuild their homes for free after disasters is send a team of six volunteers to go do a roof or do drywall and they show up and mrs smith the homeowner says oh that was done three weeks ago we don't need your help right so now the volunteers go back to home home base they're discouraged they came on planes trains and automobiles or their bikes from around the country They don't bike, Mike. I just Bicycle. I want to see if you were listening, Mike. And you, listening. And you are. So, but they get We've there. actually had volunteers who biked in, of by the way, just know. so you know. See, I told you, Mike. Well, I thought I, I was going to motorcycles when you said bike. <laughs> anyway. But that's discouraging. And, and that's there's so many moving pieces when you do this, Liz. And it's, it's kind of like organized chaos. That's the goal, to kind of be as organized as you can be. There's going to be obstacles. But it's so important to verify who owns the house, who lives in the house. Did they get insurance money? Did they get FEMA money? What's the plan? Uh, has, has, and then here's another thing, Mike. Mm-hmm. Right after disaster, a lot of towns use that disaster to kind of rewrite their codes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so you can't go in and like rebuild their house like six weeks later because the codes are being changed and Changing rewritten codes. in a lot of areas. And oh So there's so many moving parts. How, how do you keep a good handle on that? 
I think it's all relationship. Mm. It's relationship with the homeowner so they understand that why we're there That's and good. what we're doing. It's relationship with the city and the officials so they okay. understand why we're there and what we're doing and that we will submit to their authority. It's mm. relationship with community partners. All of that, it, it all hinges on relationship. And if, um, I suppose that's who we are as Christians too, is that we're supposed sure. to um, build incredible relationships so we can build each other up mm. and we can carry each other through hard seasons. And that's kind of the epitome of what we're doing is carrying communities through hard mm. seasons. Wow. Talk to Liz Abdullah, who's the COO of Solom- uh, Solomon. I'm thinking of our producer, Solomon. Mm. I just got a text from him. But uh, COO <laughs> of Stormwise Foundation, stormwisefoundation.org. They travel the country and they help communities come together to come up with a strategic plan to do casework. So organizations like Eight Days of Hope, Samaritan's Purse, um, you know, a Convoy of Hope and others to, to help these families re, restart their lives. And without the Stormwise Foundations of the world, Mike, we could not do what we do. Absolutely. Because, you know, you know, we come in, we have volunteers, 100, what, 175 volunteers, 180 volunteer leaders. They come in and, they, you know, they assess homes and stuff. But, again, information changes daily, and it's so important for people like Topper and Liz to do what they do. Absolutely. I, I What's bouncing in my brain is how do you get organization, these organizations to kind of listen to where you're going? Because, you know, like – eight days of hope they could be they're not because of our great leader that uh well no we know how to do this or samaritan spirits we've been doing this for a long time or, or how do you get a listening ear because it's so it, it's so it, there's a necessity or what you do to get everybody on the same page how do you get them how do you get them to listen to you <laughs> i think there's a lot of prayer <laughs> there's a lot of god's favor there's a lot of prayer and then knowing um knowing that there we have that experience when we sit down with community leaders so oftentimes they can hear it in the way that we talk and what we say that we actually we have some good things to say and it's not we don't go in saying hey this is what this is how it's done this is the bible sure Sure. we go in and say where where are your roadblocks what are you facing Mm -hmm. we go in as servants we go in to help and people respond to that generally that's great yeah Liz Abdallah, who's the CEO of Stormwise Foundation, she's in Buffalo this week. Is eight days old. Buffalo just launched today, day number one. Want to thank the volunteers who are out serving Western New York today, uh, listening here locally on WDCX across the country on American Family Radio. Liz, we got to wrap up, but just thank you so much for coming to Mike's hometown, my hometown, to use your gifts to do kingdom work. And I love what you said just a second ago. <clears throat> There's some organizations out there that do case management. But not all do that. Uh, do this for kingdom purposes. And what I love about you and Toppers, I know your hearts. Um, you're amazing people. You're ma- I mean, what you do, the work you do is simply excellent. But why you do it inspires me, inspires mm-hmm. Mike, inspires sure. the others. And so on behalf of all the, the, the volunteers here in Buffalo that were in Laplace, Louisiana, I already know that I've told, well, I know this because I, I said it. I told Topper, wherever we go, man, we want you guys to come with us because you really help remove some of the obstacles so 80s Hope as well can do, do more for families in need. So thank you so much, Liz, and appreciate you being here as well. And Father, we just lift up Liz to you, and we thank you for Stormwise Foundation. Yes. We yes. thank you for Topper, his leadership, his vision, mm-hmm. his friendship. Be with Liz today, Lord, as she serves here in Buffalo, New York, during 80s Hope Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the encouragement she is to me and Mike. Um, Father, just knowing this morning, a couple obstacles, and, and Mike saying, hey, I'm going to lean on Liz to help me out with that. Father, we just thank you that we can lean on Liz 
um, and and she doesn't make it about herself or Stormwise Foundation, but she makes it about you. But be with her family. She's apart this week. Bless her as she travels home here mm-hmm. soon, and uh, be with her husband and kids, Father. We love love you. We love her. We love her family. We thank you for uh, who she is in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you guys so much. Thank you for hanging out with us, Liz. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Mike, um, she's amazing. I, she is. And I, you're already, like, asking her to do a couple things for you because I know how you work. Yeah, you know, I got my list. But, uh, no, he, I'll be talking to Liz. He's, he's got a day. couple obstacles he's going to overcome, and he's going to lean on Liz. But isn't it great to know that you can lean on someone like Liz and it's going to be done in excellence? Well, it, that's the thing. See, we always said it's it's those servants, those volunteers yes. around us that make Ours. us look good. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> no, that it, keep the it, yeah. it's all it's I love what you we always say this. We're all better together. We are. We, we are. We are. Put our gifts together and it, it all works. Yeah, and I know you were playing. She's not here to make us look good, but I understand what you're saying. It does, you know, you feel real good that it's going to be done in excellence. Right. I love how God connects the saints though, Mike. We would have never met Liz if a hurricane doesn't hit Louisiana. And I hate that hurricanes happen. Sure, sure. But you, we meet some amazing people along this journey. Hey, join us. To sign up for our email alerts, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. When we come back, we're going to talk to Donna Russo, who's the CEO of Kingdom Bound Ministries, a Christian music festival in New York happening next week. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. During the past 16 years, over 8,000 families have experienced the hope of Jesus following a natural disaster through the help of almost 45,000 volunteers. God has also given us the chance to build and renovate facilities to bring safety and healing to survivors of human trafficking. The Rapid Response Ministry has been busier than ever, with 44 deployments over the last 18 years. And then this year, we're excited to announce a brand new focus, mass feeding. When a disaster hits across the country, our mass feeding ministry will show up and serve those who have lost everything, families who are hungry and simply need a chance to enjoy a hot meal. The goal is simple, to provide up to 8,000 meals every day for up to eight days for this community. It's free to volunteer with 8 Days of Hope. We provide the food and lodging. All you have to do is show up and be the hands and feet of Jesus. For more information about this growing ministry, please go to 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. 8 Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details. And each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products can be found at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com.
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber hanging out with Mike Fiella and a special guest, Donna Russo, a dear friend, uh, the CEO of Kingdom Bound Ministries, a Christian music festival in New York, one of the 26 music festivals that Eight Days of Hope is partnering this summer with. Donna, welcome to Hope Reigns. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? Thank you for having me on. Oh, my gosh. So day one today, Eight Days Hope Buffalo. Of course, Kingdom Bound is partnering with us. But tell people around the country a little bit about Kingdom Bound. I know it's starting next week, and we want them to know about what God is doing here in Western New York. Well, Kingdom Bound will be celebrating 35 years. Technically, it will be our 33rd festival because of the pandemic, but it starts on Sunday, July 24th. We go till Wednesday, July 27th. And um, I know everyone has a tendency to look at the festivals um, and say, hey, it's a great time with lots and lots of Christian music, which it is. Um, But there's also some great solid teaching and seminars. Um, There's something for the family. Um, Kingdom Mountain takes place in an amusement park, so we also have that great addition for the whole family to be able to ride rides and go into the water park. Um, But we're looking forward to a great four days together, hearing from God um, as we draw people closer to Christ in their own walk with Jesus and introducing people to Jesus for the first time. Donna, looking at the lineup, I mean, this, I, I've, I've been a part of Kingdom Bound since 1933, hanging out with Mike Fiala. He's been there since day number one with oh, Fred Caserta and, sure. and, and, and people like Donna. But Donna, this lineup, I, I will tell you, in my estimation, and who am I, um, by the way, Ben Fuller, that's his song, uh, <laughs> or who I am. Anyways, who I am. Uh, who I am. But, but Donna, probably the best lineup you've ever, ever brought to Western New York. Uh, Toby Mack for King and Country, uh, Casting Crowns, Matthew West, We Are Messengers, Ben Fuller, Re- Rebecca St. John. I mean, we can go on and on. This is like the best lineup ever. Mm. Well, let's, don't forget Skillet. And what I'm really yes! excited about <laughs> is... Um, John Cooper, who is the lead singer, for those of you who may not know, the lead singer of Skillet. And I was looking through the records. Skillet's been playing Kingdom Mound, um, I think, since about 2006 or seven, somewhere around there. I know that they played on one of the side stages. They played on our park stage for many years, and they moved. The, they made the move to the main stage. But John Cooper is going to speak this year. And for those of you who may not know, he developed a podcast during the pandemic yes. and really began mm-hmm. to speak into the hearts of people and um, really has a message. I talked with him a couple weeks ago, and he's very excited to be able to come and bring a message this on Sunday, July 24th. And Donna, he's very articulate. You know, a lot of people think these artists, you know, they sing, they write. He's a deep thing. He's articulate. I've had a chance to have many conversations with him. I mean, he's an amazing man. I mean, he's just, mm. he's so talented. And yes, and that, that starts Sunday night. And so again, kingdombound.org, if you're looking for tickets, are there tickets still available? Is it a one-day deal? Do you have any family passes? What kind of deals out there on the website? There are tickets available, um, single-day passes for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. There's also a full event. You save some money if you're buying the full event, and you come for all four days. That seems to be the very popular ticket of choice. We still have plenty of tickets available. Accommodations are very slim. Um, you could call our office, but um, for the most part, most of the accommodations have already been taken. But we can make some recommendations for other places to stay. And, Mike, you've been a part of Kingdom Bound since day one. Your, your uh-huh. daughter and now your 29,000 grandchildren uh, are there. <laughs> every single year. Why do you love Kingdom Bound and why are you so passionate about Kingdom Bound? Well, I'm, I'm so passionate about it. And by the way, good morning, Don. I hope you're holding up well because <laughs> I know how it is to get, get ready for the festival. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, back in the day when I saw my, my, my daughter and her friends, everybody loves music and they're listening to hip hop and they're listening to that. And the words were just 
ugly. Hmm. And then Kingdom Bound is, is bringing artists in with a good vibe of music, same feel to it, whether it's hip hop or, or, or whatever, but with the Jesus lyrics. And then it was really family oriented at right. the beginning and it still is now and it, it brings families together that maybe throughout the year they're all running all over the place it's speaking to our the hearts of our of our kids and now it's speaking to the hearts of my grandkids is and and it's so needed now always has been needed but right. even more now you know we were telling the volunteers this morning uh, donna volunteers at 80s old buffalo from 30 different states ohio pennsylvania there's hundreds here uh, over a thousand here from western new york alone and we've told the volunteers you serve three days this week we're going to give you a free ticket to kingdom bound my hope and goal is that i go back sure. to donna here in a couple days and see donna i need more than those 500 tickets that you've allotted me because these volunteers i mean their lives will be kingdom bound is sure. so unique sure. and 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 you and I are passionate about Christian music. Absolutely. We both have extra passion for Kingdom Bound. Donna, some of the speakers that are speaking uh, at Kingdom Bound, uh, other than John, who else is speaking? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Pastor Jerry Gillis will be bringing a message on okay. Monday. Good. Matthew West. So many of you know Matthew West, all of his music, but Matthew West is also another um, very good articulate orator, and he will be bringing a message on Tuesday. And of course, we could never have Kingdom Bound without Reggie Dabbs being a part of the lineup. Mm, yes. And then um, we have some very, we have some really great seminar things happening. One of the things we're bringing to the table this year is something called the Theology Project. And um, Holt Vaughn, who's one of our board members, he's yes. put together a fantastic team of speakers that are going to talk about theology and the need for people to know how to study the Bible and apply the Word in their lives. As we know, that that's a really big need, um, particularly in the world that we're living in today. We also have um, Yvonne Banks, who is the, um, the Executive Director at Christian Counseling Ministries in Western New York. She's going to come and she's going to do some sessions on mental health. We have Brett Allman coming back. He's always come back every year, talks about media and culture. And um, Robbie Robb will be coming in. She'll be doing some sessions on health and fitness, as she does normally. Um, Carol McLeod will be back with us this year. Oh, She'll good. be bringing a message okay. to us. So we have uh, quite an array of seminar speakers. Almost every, all of the information is available on our website. And I do want to remind anybody who's already coming to Kingdom Out, um, we've gone digital this year. We've joined the digital technology. And so you'll be seeing QR codes all over the place to be able to connect you to all of the information about the festival. Cool. Excellent. Kingdombound.org, July 24th to the 27th. And Eight Days of Hope will be there as well. So all of our friends out there that want to come by our booth, we'd love to talk to you. We've got a couple videos on the screen. I think there might be a time or two. We might be sharing from the main stage a little bit about what God is doing through Eight Days of Hope. But Donna, we love you. We appreciate you and your staff. We are not going to let you go until Mike prays for you because, uh -huh. girl, you're, you're about to really ramp up here the next couple of days. But, Mike, please do can that. I, can I just say one thing before sure. you pray? I, I just want to say that how much I appreciate the partnership that we have with Eight Days of Hope. And I'm so excited this year to have Eight Days of Hope represented at some of the other Christian festivals in the United States. So that they get an opportunity to see what an amazing organization. You know, I had the opportunity to volunteer last year to see the reach, not just here in Buffalo, you know, as we know all the other things that happen at Eight Days of Hope. Um, we're just we're very thankful for that relationship that mm -hmm. God has birthed. Thank you, Donna, for the kind words. All right, Appreciate let's that. pray, God. We're, we're so grateful for partnerships, friendship. Lord, we're so grateful for what you're doing in, in our lives and our hearts. Mm -hmm. Thank you for Kingdom Bound, uh, Lord, all the years that, that you have used it in a, in a great way. I pray for strength for Donna and the staff and all of 
the volunteers coming out for Kingdom Bound. Thank you for all the artists and the speakers that you give them the right words to say at the right times uh, to touch people's lives. Thank you. At the end of the day, we're going to be rejoicing and excited for what God's done and, and, and through this ministry. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Donna. Uh, I'll see you. I'll see you in a couple days. We will be we will be praying now as as I get out of the car and go into the office. We're praying for the Eight Days of Hope team that God is going to provide every single thing that's needed, and there'll be lots of ministry and work done. Thank you, Donna. Appreciate you, girl. We'll see you soon. God bless you. See you soon. Bye-bye. Donna Russo, CEO of Kingdom Bound. Again, one of the 26 music festivals. If you live in the Carolinas or Virginia or down in Mississippi, there's Christian music festivals within hours of where you live. Go to 8daysofhope.com and click on what we do. And you'll see the Christian Music Festival link. Uh, the next one upcoming is Kingdom Bound, a couple weeks, Life Fest. I mean, they're happening in Arkansas, Wisconsin, Iowa, wow. the Carolinas, Mike. And we're there. Volunteers with Eight Days of Hope. Sometimes um, some of our leaders will be there. But we'll have videos at all the stages, including Kingdom Bound this year, to share a little bit more about what God is doing. So good day with Liz here and then yep. Donna. And we're day number one here in Western New York yes. with Eight Days of Buffalo. Hey, Mike, real quick. we got two okay. minutes. Mm-hmm. Next month. We're going to be in Chattanooga, Tennessee, building a safe house. Oh, Tim Tebels. Yes, for children rescued from trafficking. And we need some skilled volunteers. We need about eight to ten more skilled volunteers for every day. It starts August 4th, and it goes for four weeks. If you're interested, if you're skilled with your hands, you're a plumber, an electrician, a framer, a carpenter, handyman, handywoman, email us today at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com, safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. There's a quick background check, but we would love to plug you in, but that's going to be an amazing outreach. So what else are we going to get involved in? <laughs> we had so much on our yeah, plate, but, but it's all God's call. And, you know, praise God for the, the board of directors, yourself as a leader, that you step up and answer the call, uh, whether it's a safe house or a rebuild or a rapid response. Uh, yep, everything. or a one-off project like 8 Days Old Buffalo. So, sure. you know, we're, we're real excited. Hey, to learn more about the ministry, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Sign up for our email alerts. Um, we're going to be busy this year. Unfortunately, disasters are going to continue to come. We're in hurricane season as we speak. But if you sign up for our email alerts, we'll let you know whenever God's opening up a door for us to go serve somebody. Um, if you want to donate, oh my gosh, this would be a perfect time to donate. I know things are interesting. Gas is like $29 a gallon, it feels like some days. But if you sow into the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, because of our partnerships who cover our fixed cost, every penny you give will give hope to those who are having their homes rebuilt after disasters for free. And so you can do that online at 8daysofhope.com, or you can mail a donation. And this address is on our website and our Facebook page. Uh, But it's P.O. Box 3208-3208, Tupelo, Mississippi. That's T-U-P-E-L-O, Mississippi, M-S-3803. Please, please, please. Would you consider a donation today? We have an ECFA accreditation. Uh, if you look at some of the charity navigators out there, you'll see that uh, God has blessed us with some some very high high marks. We 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 are we try to be excellent stewards of God's resources. Mike, before we go, um, do you have a quick closing thought? Just excited to be a part of all this <laughs> and the watch. Really, would you just said it? Watch what God is is doing is doing. And in the days to come, those lives that are just drawn to Jesus because of all the efforts of the volunteers, the the, the donors, everything. So mm. just excited to be a part of it. 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we're there. Check us out, 8 Days of Hope. Again, for more information about the ministry, go to 8daysofhope.com. For those listening in Western New York serving this week, we love you. Thank you for being yes, here. Yes, yes. Beautiful weather here in Western New York. For those in Chattanooga, Tennessee, we're coming your way in just a couple weeks. Yes, Hang on tight. Love it. And Kingdom Bound next mm-hmm. week will be there. Come check us out. My name's Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiella. Thank you to some of our national partners like Renaissance Bank, Barnes Crossing Auto Group, The Chapel, New Point Community Church, and so many others. Hey, we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from Eight Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.